Say hello to a new friend on an old road. Take a two-lane trip of memories into mysteries unknown. Come along for the ride. Jim Hinckley's America. Jim Hinckley's America. Hey, good morning, everyone. For those who joined us on the Sunday morning uh, coffee with Jim program, you noticed uh, wasn't up to my professional self, had a bit of a bug coming on. And uh, as you can see today, I've still got it. So it turns out it's a little bit more than a bug. But the show must go on. Let's see if I can get through this this morning. And uh, start our new series on independent thinkers people who changed the uh, changed the world had diverse interest we're going to start this morning with uh, a gentleman named uh, pomeroy lawrence pomeroy i think you're going to find this quite interesting exactly why the aluminum company of america decided to diversify and initiate plans for the development of an automobile is a mystery the timing is equally curious, as in late 1919, the world was gripped by an intense post-war economic recession. Another fascinating aspect of the project is the fact that the company retained the services of Lawrence H. Pomeroy to oversee development. Born in London, England, Pomeroy had apprenticed as an engineer with the North London Railway Company. In 1905, he accepted a position with Vauxhall Ironworks Company and in late 1907 was tasked with the project to redesign one of the company's engines to allow for Vauxhall to compete in the 1908 RAC 2,000-mile trial run. The cars modified by Pomeroy won several classes, and as a result, he was promoted to the post of works manager. In 1910, he modified a 20-horsepower Vauxhall that reached speeds of 100 miles per hour at Brooklands. This was also the year that he designed a car to participate in the German Prince Henry tours that were held from 1905 to 1911. This would become the basis for the now legendary Vauxhall's Prince Henry series, manufactured by Vauxhall from 1911 to 1914. These limited production models were internationally acclaimed for speed as well as durability. <coughs> Excuse me. In 1914, H. Mosaic Bust, a leading automotive journalist, noted that of the three Vauxhalls which ran in the Prince Henry Tour, two got full marks for reliability and all did about 65 miles an hour in the speed trial, which was really quite good for that engine with a four-seated body and a full complement of passengers. So many people desired cars of the special type that in 1911, it was made a regular product of the Vauxhall Works. And during the last year or so, a new style has sprung up. In this, the engine dimensions are 95 by 140 millimeters, the old bore stroke ratio having penalized the car under many hill climbing formula. All such formula which do not involve the cubic capacity of the engine are by common acceptance 
considered advantageous to engines with small bore and long strokes. The chassis follows the lines of the original Prince Henry that has a longer wheelbase. They used to get kind of wordy in their editorials and articles, didn't they? I find it kind of fascinating, being a wordsmith. Pomeroy was also an early proponent for the use of aluminum in automobiles. However, in this he was not alone. Numerous automobile manufacturing companies, most notably Franklin of Syracuse, New York, were pioneering the use of the lightweight metal to enhance the performance of their durable air-cooled vehicles. Still, the car envisioned by the Aluminum Company of America was to be a true industry leader. The Pomeroy, as the car was named, was to utilize aluminum in 85% of its construction, including body panels, crankcase, transmission case, and dashboard. Reportedly, several hundred thousand dollars was spent on the top-secret project before six cars were completed in Cleveland, Ohio in 1921. The four-cylinder cars were vigorously tested before their introduction to the public the following year. Then, arrangement was made with the luxury automobile manufacturer Pierce Arrow to develop an extended wheelbase 130-inch versus 126-inch model powered by a 75-horsepower aluminum six-cylinder engine. It was a logical partnership as Pierce Arrow was another early proponent of aluminum, having made extensive use of the metal in the 1916 model 66. Only a few Pomeroy's were ever completed and tested before the project was quietly dropped. Today, the Pomeroy automobile is just another forgotten chapter in the history of the American auto industry. It's also but one of many interesting chapters in the history of Pierce Arrow. That's kind of an introduction uh, to uh, our new series, Independent Thinkers. And I think you're going to be really fascinated. Next week, I'm going to introduce you to a fellow named Will St. Clair. And, uh, no, excuse me, John Wills. His, uh, his car, the Will St. Clair, was just one of many, many uh, unique automobiles, but he contributed in un, un, surprising things, contributions to like Ford Motor Company and other companies along the way. I think you're going to find this extremely interesting, and it's going to be an opportunity to fill your head with lots of useless knowledge, if you will. Uh, Sunday on Coffee with Jim. We are going to try something a little bit. Uh, we've got another travel episode for you. We're going to be talking about Route 66 detours. This time, we're going to take you to uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico, and talk to you about some great side trips with Albuquerque as the hub, places you won't want to miss, little short Sunday drives, if you will. Needless to say, a city as dynamic and old as Albuquerque, you could spend an entire vacation there and uh, never see all that's in the city or in the surrounding area. Should be a lot of fun, and I hope you can join us for that. I'd like to give a shout-out to David Brenner at the uh, Roadrunner Lodge in Tucumcari, New Mexico, sponsor of today's program. David Brenner, the Roadrunner Lodge. David's done a great job creating a living, breathing time capsule circa 1960s on Route 66 with the nicest overlay of modern amenities that aren't intrusive to break that sense of time travel. 
you owe it to yourself if you're on a road trip adventure through western uh, eastern New Mexico. Pay a visit to David at the uh, Roadrunner Lodge in Tucumcari, New Mexico. My friends, that's about it for today. We will see you Sunday morning. And until then, vaya con Dios, mi amigos. Say hello to a new friend on an old road. Take a two-lane trip of memories into mysteries unknown. Come along for the ride. Jim Hinckley's America. Jim Hinckley's America. See you Sunday morning, my friends. A little bit of music there from Joe and Woody and the boys of the Road Crew. Road Crew 66. Great road trip theme songs. Hey, take care, my friends. Adios.